0: none of them any use to him. They would crowd the beach he surfed every morning and generally make his life miserable. That meant he had to make tonight count. He had to make it special. Tonight would have to sustain him through the long lonely months of summer before fall semester when fresh meat arrived. He turned and walked back to his car, a low-slung red Aston Martin convertible. He jumped into the driver's seat, gunned the engine, and took off, heading northwards up the coast, eager to set the scene for what lay ahead. Part One Chapter One. Sixteen Months Later, Los Angeles, California Heart-pounding, Melissa Warner pushed her way through the crush of bodies towards the front of the stage. Almost directly above her, a sweet-faced black kid dressed in baggy jeans and an L.A. Lakers top was singing about bitches and hoes, while two similarly attired DJs worked the decks behind him. Either side of the wrapper a dozen female dancers in bondage gear and lingerie gyrated in apparent ecstasy as the words poured forth. Y'all know that hoes and bitches, they only after one thing. Two spotlights zigzagged across the mass of bodies filling the arena. The bass pounded so hard from the speakers that Melissa could feel the floor beneath her moving in time with it. The rapper grabbed his crotch with one hand and waved a roll of dollar bills in the other. The crowd of mostly white suburban teenagers screamed and hollered their endorsement to the lyrics lyrics that reduce their sisters and mothers and girlfriends to what exactly? To prostitutes. To people who served only one function. To pieces of meat. Stay focused, she told herself. Remember why you're here. To find him. Not that he had been an easy man to locate. Far from it but she had stayed doggedly on his trail, ignoring everyone around her who had told her it would be best if she let it go. And now her persistence was about to pay off. He was close by, the man who would bring her justice, and with it, the chance finally to move on with her life. She scanned the barrier and the line of muscular t-shirted security guards. There was no sign of the man she was looking for, She pushed her way to the side of the stage, ducking under flying elbows and pushing her arms out like a swimmer to create gaps in the wall of flesh that surrounded her. The press of bodies against her made her feel sick and lightheaded. She was gasping for breath, but the air seemed to hold heat and moisture rather than oxygen. Then, just as she was starting to worry that she might pass out, she found a space and she was out of the crowd. A lone security guard wearing a triple C tour shirt, it stood for Compton Clown Crew, and a laminated picture ID hooked to a black silk lanyard stood next to the crush barrier. Beyond him, a wooden black ramp led towards the backstage area. Melissa dug out her cell phone and pulled up the only picture she'd been able to find of the man. She showed it to the security guard. He looked at it and shrugged. Don't know that dude he said. But you must, she pressed. He's in charge of security. Not here, he ain't. No, I mean security for the band. He gave another shrug. I don't know nothing about that. She stood on tiptoe and tried to get a glimpse of the backstage area. The security guard shifted his position, blocking her view. He had damp patches of sweat blossoming under his arms. She caught a whiff of body odor and her stomach churned. You want to get backstage, huh? I can arrange it. Get you to see the artist, too, he said with a nod towards the stage. Don't cost you, though, he said, staring at her breasts. She took a step back and closed her eyes, trying desperately not to cry. If only he knew, she thought. If only he knew what his leering was doing to her. If only he could experience a tenth of the pain she felt. She opened her eyes, but his attention was elsewhere now. He was on a walkie talkie, barking instructions and staring at the crowd. She turned to see people scattering in all directions. Music was still pouring from the